Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, time to pick up our new segments heading off in which we discuss various aspects of travel from the small domestic trips to the gigantic long-haul flights. And joining us today is journalist Elizabeth Easter. Uh, she's written about travel a lot. In fact, she's become New Zealand's specialist on small towns. She's been everywhere, man. Hey, Elizabeth. Kia ora. Kia ora. And um, we were talking about this off here. Not everyone has the budget for Provence at the, mo- <laughs> at the moment. Um, and we sort of had a renewed focus on domestic travel um, after COVID, also during COVID when you couldn't go overseas. There are so many places in New Zealand that are worth visiting, right? Oh, my gosh. I, when, when you suggested that I might come up with something, my mind was just racing all over this fine country. I went, oh, there, there, there. And as you know, I'm a particular fan of islands. So when you suggested an island, I was like, oh, which one? Yeah. So, yes, what are we going to talk about today? Which one? Um, tell me about Kawa Island, because I, I believe you went there just a couple of weeks ago. Yes, I was there a couple of weeks ago, but the first time I ever went there, oh, Kawa, first of all, it is uh, in the Hauraki Gulf. It is one of the larger islands of the Gulf Islands. It's about, well, it's not far from the Sandspit and the Mahurangi Peninsula, which is where the ferries go from. So that's kind of to orient it for people. And it's, I think it's about 5,000 acres, and I can't do hectares, sorry, I'm an old-fashioned person. Yeah, all good. And, um, <laughs> and the first time I went there, I was actually, it was in the late 70s, I was with my family, and because my mother had made this TV show called Islands of the Gulf, we went out with the ranger in the ranger's very serviceable boat, which I found so exciting. Oh, gosh. And there yeah. I am in my little toweling jumpsuit, <laughs> and I there, my little no-sweat costume, driving this boat. <laughs> and we went to Mansion House, which, as you can imagine, is a um, there's a bay called Mansion House because there's a flipping mansion house in right. it, which was built by Governor George Gray, complicated fellow, I know, um, and he came over with zebras that he had a zebra-drawn carriage and monkeys and wallabies and peacocks and kookaburra and all sorts of crazy things. So there was this startling, you know, fairy tale mansion, and we got off and I goggled at peacocks and I think we, you know, had a picnic, <laughs> and it was the best time ever. But I've been going back more recently because my partner, very happily, his grandfather bought a property there or land there in the, I think the 40s, and so his, um, why you know, his whānau has a property on Vivian Bay, which is one of the few sandy beaches. So I've been very lucky to go there lately. Yeah, great. From the dolphins and stuff. Yes. But you don't have to marry into a, a local uh, house, presumably. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. Can anyone go there and stay there? Anyone can go. Absolutely. You can go there for a day trip. One of the great things is some islands, um, the ferry services aren't very um, friendly towards yeah. day trips like Rakinor, but... Kawo has multiple ferries a day. There's a thing called the cream run where you can just sort of pop along, bop from bay to bay because there are so many bays. There's like North Cove, South Cove, Bonacord, Vivian, Schoolhouse, Lady Shark. I mean, that's just a few of them. And each, because there's not many roads on Kawo, every house has or most places or, you know, properties share a very sturdy jetty, which is kind of like their front path. Yeah. And it's just this huge big island with all these jetties and these, houses, some of them perched, some of them sort of low down in the water. 
it's and, and there's so many places to stay, but one of the greatest places to stay, which is really affordable, is called Camp Benson, which, as its name implies, is a camp. And school groups go there for school camps, but also quite large um, family groups or you know large groups of friends can go there because I think it's, I think it can take a couple like a hundred or something. Yeah. And it's a wonderful way to experience. And they've got you know kayaks and all those sorts of things that people need. It's an amazing place. And dolphins, I have so often seen and swum with dolphins Gosh. at Hollow. And no doubt you feel, uh, despite its proximity to Greater Auckland, no doubt you feel a million miles away when you're there. Oh, it has absolutely. It's that completely, um, even though they do have electricity, unlike some islands in the Gulf, um, they, yeah, it's just, it's got that, there are, the birds are crazy. They've got kiwi. They've also got wallabies, which is a dividing thing on the <laughs> island. Some people are like pro-wallaby and some people are anti-wallaby. And, but the wallabies really need to go because the growth can't flourish with them. Right. Because you know, they really browse at every little shoot they can get their hands on. No zebras anymore. No, I think there's still a few and there's still some division between the um, you know, pros and antis. And what? it's got a zebras? Really lively community. Oh, not zebras, not wallabies. <laughs> yeah. No, I said not, oh, no God. zebras anymore. No, 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 sorry. I think you said there are no wallabies. <laughs> no, unfortunately, the zebras faded away. <laughs> it, it looks... That would be so cool. Yeah, wouldn't it? Um, it looks from the map like it's um, fairly bushy. It is fairly bushy. And there are some areas where people are working hard to regenerate yeah. and weed and plant and things. And, and obviously, the um, removal of wallabies will help. I kayaked around it once. It was about 27 kilometres, because, you know, I quite like an adventure. And Gosh. the front side is really bushy, and then the back side there's some really barren bits and sort of rocky cliff faces. And because they're quite barren and cliffy, you can imagine people wouldn't want to go there to do, you know, setting up house because it would just be mm. so blustery and yeah. barren. But that would, what a great way to see the island going around on kayak. That would have taken you a full day, though, wouldn't it? It certainly did. And uh, said <laughs> partner followed not too close because that would spoil it <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> And threw me sandwiches when I gave the signal. The little, you know, <laughs> whirled my finger in the air like the helicopter coming down. Let me throw the sandwich. Uh, I'm thinking of like of all the places you could go. This would be one of the more affordable options, would it? The the ferry wouldn't was presumably peanuts. You'd take your groceries over, and then it would just depend on um, finding a spot in that campground, or or maybe if the budget extends to it, one of the Airbnbs. Exactly, because you don't have to break the bank to do that. The ferry is, I mean, most ferries are relatively, you know, more expensive than a bus into town. Mm. It was, I think it was 30 or $35 each way, right. you know, with an adult return. But if you've got a 10 trip between a bunch of you, it probably brings it down a little bit as well. Camp Benson is super affordable. Yep, like you say, take your own groceries. The two main commercial operations on the island for, you know, day tripping visitors wanting food. There's a lovely cafe at Mansion House. I saw some people having nachos there while I was having a cup of the other day. And, oh, my gosh, quite a nacho connoisseur. They looked amazing. And then there's the yacht club or the boat club where you can get your petrol and a few basic groceries, oh. you know, things you've forgotten. Um, and I think it's Bonacord Harbour. And that you can get, you know, pub grub as well. So you could have a little special night out, but the rest of the time you could be self taken Yeah. And, and this people w- do catch fish as well, but I'm not a fan, as you know, because of the, you know, you know my predilection. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> this might be a stupid question, but it, it looks to me as though the ferry goes to Mansion House, but that seems quite far away from Camp Benson. So if you if you were going to the campground, like would the ferry do a special trip or what would be the story? 
Well, you can hop along on ferries, but there's actually quite a lot of walking within the island. Because when I first saw it, I was thought, oh, yeah, it's big, it's got jetties, it's quite, yeah. Yeah. you know, I was a little bit nonplussed about it until I realized that the walking tracks really can connect you. You could get lost quite easily, so I'd suggest taking some sort of communication device. <laughs> but you can walk between them, and you can also hop on a ferry and do little quick jaunts from bay to bay. But they do also seem to take bookings for that sort of thing. But once you're on Camp Benson, you could be kayaking pretty much anywhere you like. From that is definitely the best way to get around. Yeah, so you'd do, what, three or four days? I think you could sustain 10 days a week, you know, with books and um, walks and kayaks and snorkels and general relaxing. And then, you know, like a day trip to the mansion house and have an explore. You can pay, I think, $10 and go into the mansion house because obviously they've got to pay for quite a Those historic places are very expensive to stop them falling down. Um, but there's just, I reckon you could do a week to 10 days without losing, you know, focus from the children. Yeah, okay, okay cool. And it does look like there are various spots on Carwell that the um, the theory goes to, it looks like they do a bit of a pick-up in, in four different places in the summer at least and then, and then back to uh, Sandspit. Hey, um, great to know about this, great to meet someone who's actually done it and um, thank you very much for your expertise today. Pleasure. We're going to get you back to talk about the Chathams at some point, eh? Oh, gosh, well, funnily enough, almost always with islands, people go, oh, I've always wanted to go to Stewart or um, Stewart Island or Rakiora. I've always wanted to go to Rekohu or the Chatham Islands. And I'm always like, oh, I've been there. It's great. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> so I feel like a bit of an island um, glutton. But who can blame me? <laughs> how, many, how many islands would there be to tick off on the New Zealand island bucket list? Heaps, eh? Oh, hundreds, actually. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my, and the Kermadex, um Rangitahu are on my list, but that's really hard to get to. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's so many. We are so lucky, and we need to look after them as well, because while they look pretty on the surface, they still actually require, you know, weeding, pest control, and, you know, and the marine environment around them to be sustained for, you know, for perpetuity for all of us. This has been Heading Off. I've been talking to journalist Elizabeth Easton. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thanks, Jesse. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.